Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Four o'clock hour, we're here at Hollywood Kia, home of the no dealer fee. That's why Hollywood Kia is number one. Today's also a Ticket Wizard Tuesday. Traffic tickets happen to everyone. Don't let it ruin your day. Go to TicketWizard.com. Stop worrying about it. Five minutes could save you more than $500 on your next ticket. Uh, I'll give you cat talk before we uh, start out the hour here. Hockey fans, don't sit this one out. When it's game time, make Celsius a part of your play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Florida Panthers. Panthers in the loo tonight. Take on the Blues. You can hear that game right here on 560 WQAM. Doug Plagans is in St. Louis. Cats have won seven in a row. And then Thursday night, they're going to be back home. They host the uh, L.A. Kings on Thursday night. And then four more home games after that. The Devils, the Ducks, the Red Wings, and the Wild. But tonight's Panthers game will be heard right here on 560 WQAM. That is your cat talk courtesy of Celsius. Let's begin the uh, 4 o'clock hour with headlines with Alejandro Solana. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. I'll start with Dolphins news for those of you just getting out of work. Maybe you haven't seen. Of course, they'll be in Kansas City Saturday. Wild card round for the first round of the NFL playoffs. Uh, they're going to be without Andrew Van Ginkle and Jerome Baker and Cameron Good for the rest of the season. Well, I shouldn't say Van Ginkle for the rest of the season. He will miss Saturday's game, but Jerome Baker out for the rest of the season, Cameron Good out for the rest of the season, and Van Ginks out Saturday. Um, Today, they added some veteran edge rushers. Justin Houston, former Chiefs player, played their eight seasons, was with the Panthers earlier this year. Bruce Irvin, 36 years old, played 140 NFL career games, 56 and a half career sacks and Malik Reed who's 27 years old 16 career sacks he's played in 63 NFL career games all right they had to find some edge pressure that's all they're doing is signing the edge rushers I mean they're down to bare bones yeah so you got to do something on the edge and do you want Melvin Melvin Ingram chasing tight ends around it was fun for one play that was <laughs> it was it was fun to watch that for one play it, that was a first down what was it a 25 yard completion hog that was fun it was cute it was it was enjoyable to watch if you weren't a dolphin fan the broadcasters by the way have been announced people are uh interested for uh peacock or NBC6 down here in Miami and Fort Lauderdale Mike Tarico play by play Jason Garrett will be the analyst, and uh, Kaylee Hartung on the sideline. But for radio on Westwood One, it's our friend Ross Tucker as the analyst, uh, Olivia Decker on the sideline, but Kevin Harlan is doing play-by-play. I don't know what their record is with Kevin Harlan this year. He was on the 70-burger against Denver. Kevin Harlan, there's a very good track record for the Dolphins this season when Kevin Harlan is broadcasting their games 
on TV. Correct. I don't know if it translates to the radio. We will find out. Kane Hoops, the host Louisville tomorrow. Panthers, as Hawk mentioned tonight, 8 p.m. in St. Louis. Heat beat the Rockets yesterday, 120 to 113. They host Oklahoma City tomorrow night. Michigan won the college football national championship game. They beat Washington by 21 points, 34 to 13. Uh, I did see today T.J. Watt officially out Sunday when the Steelers are at the Bills in the first game of Sunday's playoff window. What do you think about the Dolphins playing on Saturday night, Crowder? Does it make a difference to you that it's Saturday night versus a Sunday afternoon or a Monday night? or the, Is there anything to be... The, the rest, they didn't end till Sunday night late. Right. Now they have one less day, but they're still playing later. What's the 8 o'clock game on Saturday yeah. night? But, yeah, it, the playoffs. Like, whatever happens, happens. Just you got to suit go. up and get out there. Go out there and beat somebody's tail. That's what you got to do. Is the line still three and a half? I haven't checked today. Let me look at it. This would be the equivalent of playing Monday night and then playing Sunday again, right? Yeah. This, like, this, is, yeah, this, isn't, this isn't Thursday to like, Sunday right, to Thursday. Right. Like, yeah, this, an extra 24 hours is not that big of a deal. And the what it meant and the way you lost and the second half with the offense and trying to figure this thing out. You know who it would hurt? Honestly, uh, just thinking about it, is Bruce Irving and Justin Houston and the guys that have one less day to one learn less the, day to learn, learn the, the defense. System. But yeah. I, I would, I don't want to break, you know, crack the code or tell any secrets. You're not asking Justin Houston and Bruce Irving. You don't think Irving, he's going to have three sacks? You, you're not asking him to do anything other than rush off the edge. <laughs> like, you don't say, hey, Bruce, in this call, you got to drop to two and come back to three if the quarterback looks away. No. Hey. Third down, go run real fast off this edge and beat this tackle. That's what those guys are going to be asked to do. KC minus four. Oh, it's up to four. It was two and a half yesterday. It was three and a half at one point. I think when we did it at five o'clock, it was three and a half. Wasn't it two and a half when we talked about it in the four o'clock hour? I think so. I, I, it may have been two and a half Monday. Or maybe yesterday. I'm wrong. Maybe I don't I'm know. Wrong. I don't know. But I, I know yesterday was three and a half when we did it at five o'clock. Yeah. So it's up to four. Hmm. So action coming in on the Chiefs. Yeah. Understandable. I, I'm having a tough time figuring out. Again, you can look at the game in Germany and say, Miami had a chance to tie it at the end, have a chance to drive down and uh, and tie things up or, or win it if uh, they went for two, I guess. Um, but I'm having a tough time figuring out why someone who's gambling on the game in Los Angeles looks at the matchup, says Patrick Mahomes is... Now, I know they've looked vulnerable. Yeah. But Patrick Mahomes is 11-2 in the playoffs at home. Prime time on a freezing cold Kansas City night, Saturday night. I'm having a tough time figuring out how someone would say to themselves, yeah, I think the Dolphins go in there and win this game. I think, again, recency bias plays into gambling. If you've watched the Dolphins, if you watched them Sunday night, you watched them collapse against Buffalo, and you feel like they got outcoached, well, Andy Reid's a better coach than Sean McDermott. Mm -hmm. So now you're looking at that. If you watched them against Baltimore, they got ran off the field. Mm -hmm. So, again, I'm not telling you that this is what I think. I'm just telling you, looking at the line and thinking about gamblers, 
I'd have a tough time figuring out how someone in California that's looking at the line, putting in bets, is going, oh, yeah, I like the Dolphins in this game Saturday night. Like the three top cogs. You brought up two of them, Hawk. You made me think about it. The three top cogs in a team is coaching, quarterback, and pass rusher. They have us on all three. Andy Reid is a better coach than Mike McDaniel. There's no one that's going to argue that. And I'm not even whatever you want to say. Don't text anything in. Patrick Mahomes is better than Tua. And Chris Jones is the best defensive player that is walking on the field at 8 p.m. on Saturday night. That's going to be it. If we and can't he's like a million dollars richer too. Chris Jones is a, can ruin a game plan from the defensive tackle position. I don't know who's blocking him, Robert Hunt, and honestly, they move him around, which is genius too. Just on uh, Andy Reid's point that you were making, Hawk, they move him around. Every single, all the five linemen on Dolphins will have a chance to touch Chris Jones, and not one of them can block him man to man. Not a one of them. They better double team him every play. By the way, Barry Jackson just tweeted out that Baker, Cameron, Good and Van Ginkle all go on IR, that ends their season. So okay. Van Ginkle is out for the season. By the way, had the Dolphins lost the game to Buffalo because they gave up a zillion points, right? Like, it was a shootout. to a bald, but it was a shootout, and the Dolphins' defense, decimated by injury, gave up a ton of points. I could see the argument for, hey, Kansas City's defense is good, but their offense hasn't been good, so maybe the Dolphins can replicate, but... That's not what happened. The defense played very well. Now they're even more injured. And Dolphins offense put up a a donut in the second half. And Tua threw an interception on the most important drive of his career. Like, nobody thinks the Dolphins are going to win this game because of that. Because they had the chance to go at home and beat a Buffalo team with the ball in their offense's hands. Tua, Tyreek. And they couldn't do it. All second half, they couldn't do it. Now they have to do it in five-degree weather, in a blizzard against the Chiefs, whose defense is arguably better than the Bills? Like, there, there is no argument other than, hey, it's the NFL playoffs, well, sleep happens. And again, I'm not saying Dolphins fans, because we've watched the team. We know what they're capable of. We know we can figure out how they can win this game. I'm just saying the betting public at large, I don't know how Anyone looks at that game other than someone who just says, yeah, anything that can uh, yep. can happen will. Um, I just don't see how anyone looks at that game and says, oh, yeah, yeah, the Dolphins have this on Saturday night. 16.5 points per game in teams over 500. That's the, that's that, right, Solana? Chiefs are over 500. And you feel like you're going to have to put up more than 16.5 points. Pass going to get him 20, Hawk. Pat's going to go get him 20 with, with, with Stone Hands, Kadarius Tony, and the rest of those boys, Stone Sky Moore. Hands. Joel <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> Joel running the slot. He's still going to go get him 20. I'm just looking at, at the other matchups because you always figure wild card weekend, there's one underdog that gets it done, right? Like I'm not saying that's that's concrete, but you just feel like there's always one team that can make something happen. Browns, Texans. That's the one. Browns. That's the one. No, Texans. Well, Texans are dogs at home, right? Oh, yeah. I was going to say they're at Texans. home, but the yeah. Browns are the Browns are that. But they're the favorites. They're that nation. They're the be. favorites, and they're but top. Tell the reason why they're the Texans are home dogs that the Browns are a wild card. Bro, that's Joe Flacco. I don't know what happened to him. He is playing out of his mind the last month of the season. But Somebody uh, texts in out coached. The punt return, the helmet deflection call, the hill drop, out-coached, clown take. Bro, 
if you don't think that Mike McDaniel got outcoached in the second half of that game, Texter, you are out of your mind. What about them running 17 offensive plays in the second half? He got his coaching ass handed to him he did. by Sean McDermott. Yeah. They, they challenged him. They said, we see what's working in the first half, which is Devon H.N., mm-hmm. and we're not going to allow you to do that anymore. Nope. And Mike McDaniel fell into that trap. I mean, he did. You can't argue that. They made they made McDaniel do exactly what they wanted him to do. Yeah, he got outcoached. Your yep. claim to fame as an NFL head coach is being a smart offensive play caller, and he had five drives in the second half to figure it out, and they came away with zero points. If you don't think that that falls at least a little bit on the head coach, then and, I, I don't know. And don't the know play caller, you. right? And the play caller, head coach and play caller, just like Andrew Reid, head coach and play caller. You you were playing y'all y'all sent the text and I I I chuckled when the text came through in the second half when we were texting and you were like hey he's playing for a tie, and it started to resonate as the second half. Well, I was like, why is he calling these plays right now? He got he got forced into it. Go get him! Show me what you showed me throughout the middle that those middle ten games of the season was what made me fall in love with McDaniel. Yep. Those those last those these what last three and the first three or four like it was it was upsetting. I re-listened to Adam Beasley's interview with us yesterday and like some of the criticisms he was saying, not that he believes, but would be fair, you know, is the moment perhaps a bit too big for him. The same way Tua needs everything to kind of be aligned perfectly. Good pass rush, elite weapons, great play caller. And when those things aren't aligning perfectly, he hasn't been able to overcome the adversity I mean, you could argue the same thing for McDaniel. I'm not saying that I want Mike McDaniel fired. I mean, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm but, literally just saying he got out coached in that game because Sean McDermott looked at what went on in the first half and adjusted and forced the Dolphins to do something. I, I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm just saying specifically in that right. game. I'm not saying they lost because he got out coached, but you can't argue that he got out coached. He got out coached. Oh, go back to. Uh, Who's who the best? Who's the best coach in the league right now? Belichick, Andy Reid, um, Nick, Nick Belichick in that. Sirianni, Belichick is. I'm not goal. putting Nick Sirianni oh. in that right now. I, He's still the goat. He just won a Super Bowl. Just so you know what this this argument makes my point is where Nick can go win a Super Bowl, but then he has to figure some things out. So there's a there's a window in his coaching where it doesn't look good. Just like we're going on with the Eagles right now. What the hell's going on with the Eagles? They might lose to the damn Buccaneers on Sunday. Andy Reid, we've watched them lose Super Bowls. We've watched them lose AFC Championship games. So we're not saying Mike McDaniel's not a good coach, but every coach has took has taken that ass whooping. Sure. And on the second half of last week, Mike McDaniel took that ass whooping. The uh, I'll give you a little sneak preview. In the next segment when we do 15 minutes of Game Day Uncensored, Sun Sentinel did their grades from the game on Sunday night. Coaching, F, defensive coordinator Vic Fangio and the defense – are the only things keeping this from being an F minus if such a grade exists. Yeah, it was that bad. The Dolphins were outcoached on offense and special teams. For example, Buffalo made a simple second half coaching adjustment of playing an eight man front to stop the run, and the Dolphins had no answers. Yep. That's not Mike McDaniel. I'm not telling he's a bad coach. I'm just telling he got outcoached in that game Sunday night. Yep. And you go, you go single high, now you think it's man on the outside the entire time, but it's not. You can go eight man, you can drop guys inside underneath, you can go three, you can go three, three high shell and drop the outside, uh, the outside box guys out. Like, 
Every time you go single high, you're not in man. And they were running man beaters, and the Buffalo Bills were not in man. They brought it up on the broadcast. I was watching it, and I'm like, damn, they, whoever was calling the game, I don't know who it was, but they were calling it out. They're not running what McDaniels thinks they're running. And they're walking, they're stepping right underneath every single route that they run. I was just saying it's fair to, to point to he's 4-9 and nine in December and January as a head coach in the NFL. Over two seasons, I think that the stat, because I read Chris Perkins, who was making the case that McDaniels should be on the hot seat if they lose Saturday in Kansas City, which I don't agree with, by the way. And I don't think there's a chance in hell they fire him. But I think the stat was he's 3-11 and all-time as a head coach against teams that end up making the postseason. I mean, I, I do think that right now, the moment is a bit big for him. I mean, that second half to me was all I needed to see because last season, I know you're without two in the playoffs against Buffalo, but man, there were some questionable calls in that game. The Patriots game, uh, I think it was week 17 last season, questionable calls in that game. Um, I know there's a ton of things going against him right now, injuries, and they're fair, but you know, four four and nine in December, January it is what it coach. is. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's the time of year where your opposing teams know what you're capable of and what you can do. Yeah. That's when they can come into a game already having game planned against your best stuff and then make in game adjustments. Again, I, I'm I love Mike McDaniel. I hope this dude is the head coach for the next ten seasons. I hope too is the quarterback for the next ten seasons. I'm just pointing out what I've seen. Who you like more? McDaniel or Tua? When you said it, I, I, I thought a certain way, but I, I would, want to see where you were lined I, up. I go with Tua. I happen to love Tua. I know it drives a lot of people crazy. It drives Solana crazy after the uh, last couple of weeks. I like Tua, and maybe it's because I watched Ryan Tannehill, who was a capable quarterback, but he ended up on this hamster wheel with him. I don't feel like I'm on that with Tua. I see spectacular stuff out of him at times. Was that interception to Chase Claypool brutal? It was. It was the wrong throw to make. Like, I'm not telling you the dude's flawless. I just see what else is out there. I mean, what do you want to do? You want to draft Michael Penix if he's available? And, like, I, I just don't see, you know, it, it's not like you have a chance at Caleb Williams. So I, I don't. I love Tua. I like yeah. Tua more than Mike McDaniel. I like McDaniel more because I've seen the offense and I've seen people copycatting that uh, that out motion where two, where Tyreek runs across and gets the head start. And I'm seeing all teams do. I watched the national championship game last night. People doing that. And then to be honest, you know the recency bias. When I was watching C.J. Stroud versus the Colts, I was like. What could C.J. Stroud do in this in this offense? Right. What could you know? And right. that's what I was, yeah, that, I was no, thinking fair. about. That that's like, fair. We watched Tua with a OC, which we watched for three. We watched Tua with a bad offensive coordinator with the Chan Gailey's and the, the other Slappy McDougals that we were watching call the plays. And then you see McDaniel's offense. You see Tua lead the league in rushing. What would some of these other quarterbacks do if Mike McDaniel was calling these genius plays with them? I had to think about that. So I think, and it's hard. To, it's tough to say player to coach, but. I trust McDaniel. I would say I trust McDaniel's offense and his play calling more than I trust Tua's ability to make those plays. You say you don't feel like you're on that hamster wheel like with Tannehill. And I don't know, man. I, I didn't feel that way at all this season. But the way this season ended, I, I would say I, I prescribe more to what Adam Beasley was saying yesterday, which is 
Tua is going to be a really good quarterback. He's never going to be great. I, I think I prescribe to that notion more. Subscribe. I was going to let it go one time. What I said it twice. But now that you've done it twice. What scribe did prescribe. You, what did you scribe? He prescribed to. Yeah. What did you prescribe? But you can't prescribe yourself. Yeah. Somebody has to prescribe something you to prescribe you. prescribe a vaccine. Correct. Yeah. You, you I'm prescribing myself. <laughs> you're subscribing. Because you're buying in. Like, you right. choose that. Right. That's subscribing. I don't think you guys are right about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, try it a third time. See if it works. I really was going to let it go too, even though twice, I, yeah, two yeah. times. You, you like you doubled down on prescribe, huh. and at that point, you're just challenging me. Huh. What was I saying? You prescribed to something. <laughs> some, I don't know. You need some sort of prescription. <laughs> what, what is it? Doctor Chuck, are you listening? <laughs> any of you got any desitin? <laughs> desitin. <laughs> Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them 866-954-MORE. Your accidentattorneys.com. Partly cloudy or mostly cloudy. Still windy here in uh, Hollywood. Luckily, it hasn't rained on us yet. There, there's so much I want to get to that I haven't from over the weekend. Tiger Woods yeah. uh, leaving Nike. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of really f- cool stories also from over the weekend. But playoff time, bro. I still can't get past the partly cloudy, maybe mostly cloudy. It's cloudy. There's not a sliver of sunlight. Like, this is the definition of cloudy. It's ugly. Hmm. Because if you think this is partly cloudy, Uh what what do you think fully cloudy would look like? Nighttime. (laughs) I I, I don't know. You know there's clouds at night, too. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it can be very clear at night. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking for the sun. Right. Might be on the uh, the other side of the building. <laughs> the other side of the building. Well, check it out during the commercial All break. Right. Yeah, I'll get back to you. We'll do uh, 15 minutes of game day uncensored. I do have grades from Sunday night's game from the Sun Sentinel in the uh, in the next segment. Chris Perkins, who was not happy, by the way. The, the, the first two lines of his column, this loss goes beyond hurt. This loss stinks. Which it's speaks your, to me. Yours. Speaks to me. Stinks. It stinks. I sent my uh, son the little screenshot of uh, Ja Morant out for the season. He wrote back, guy stinks. <laughs> it says <laughs> it for anybody. It's a great device. It really is. Guy stinks. <laughs> Guy came back. I mean, looked like Michael Jordan Monster. out there. Guy stinks. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> All right, we'll do 50 minutes of game day uncensored in a second. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Someone texts in. They want to know if you'll honk your horn. How about that? Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back live at Hollywood Kia. By the way, uh, I don't think I reminded you this hour, the Udonis Haslam jersey retirement at the Kaseya Center is Friday, January 19th, and we're giving away a pair of tickets so that you can be there for this monumental occasion. Text the word jersey. J-E-R-S-E-Y. Text Jersey 
to 20357 and you are entered in the drawing. You can get all the details at WQAM, but it's pretty simple. Just text the word Jersey to 20357 and you might be going to the Udonis Haslam Jersey Retirement Ceremony on Friday, January 19th. And you might see the Crowder family there. 108, row 8. There you go. He was with Udonis today and Mike Miller yeah. and Fred Taylor. Yeah, the Gator connection. I How had a about good time. That? Yes, we had a we had a good time shooting the OG's podcast. Um fifteen minutes of game day uncensored. Do we find out if there's a game day uncensored this uh Saturday? Um there will be a game day uncensored. Okay. We just don't know exactly what time yet. That has not been uh resolved yet. Okay. Well, Chris Perkins in the Sun Sentinel, I told you he writes this loss goes beyond hurt. This loss stinks. Um, he's the one that wrote. That's a, I give you that stat today. Patrick Mahomes, 11-2 and two at home in the playoffs. Perk writes, health remains a major concern for the Dolphins. So here's a look at what he calls the carnage from the regular season finale. Here are your letter grades in the Sun Sentinel. The run game, D. This is on Coach Mike McDaniel and Offensive Coordinator Frank Smith. Did I see that somebody requested Frank Smith an interview for uh, for the head coaching position? Oh, I didn't see that. I saw yeah, that Panthers. Uh, Panthers. Who was it? Carolina Panthers. Yeah. All right. See you, Frank. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Park writes. This is on Coach Mike McDaniel and Frank Smith. Buffalo played an eight-man front in the second half to stop the run. Miami had no strategic answer. The Dolphins ended with 108 yards on 20 carries. They had 101 yards on 17 carries at halftime, meaning they produced three carries for seven yards in the second half. Running back Devon Achan, 56 yards on 10 carries, had two carries for one yard in the second half. The bigger issue is Miami's offense produced just 57 yards in the second half, but the run game was stopped in its tracks. Yeah, it was it was embarrassing. Yep. From the first half to the second half. Scoring 14 and then not scoring a damn point, getting 47 total yards. You can put it on the players, but you need to strategize how to get something going, and there was nothing – impressive about the schematics of the second half offense it's they just seemed like they were just trying to stay in the game but you were winning at this point like tighten up pass game f this was on the players more than the coaches quarterback Tua Tunga Vailoa 17 of 27 173 yards one touchdown two interceptions 62.7 passer rating was pretty bad wide receiver Tyreek Hill was only slightly better he had some big drops. Tight end Durham Smythe was strong. The other receivers were role players. Waddle missed the uh, the big game. The Bills had only one sack and three quarterback hits. In the second half, they dared to play a single high safety with an eight-man front and look the Dolphins' passing game, which usually crushes, and there were no repercussions. This was basically a no-show performance in the biggest game of the season. That's what it was. That's what yeah. McDaniels again as well. Yeah. The running game, yeah. the passing game, the innovation, the motion, the shift that we're used to. It just it was nothing coming into that second half. It was it was it was scary to see that we could be that incompetent anemic. offensively, yeah. anemic offensively. That was that that that's a worry. That's a worry. Defending the run, C plus, defending the pass, C plus. Special teams, F. The Buffalo ninety six yard punt return touchdown was the game changer. Um, when Deontay Hardy perhaps ill-advisedly 
fielded that punt at the four-yard line and then knifed through Miami's punt return team practically untouched. It didn't just tie the game with 13.42 left in the fourth quarter. It gave Buffalo hope. The Dolphins then went three and out, and Buffalo then drove for an eight-play, 74-yard touchdown drive. That gave it a 21-14 lead and firm control of the game. Yes, the Dolphins had plenty of chances after that play, but special teams changed the momentum. The guy looked like a club promoter. I don't know. I just <laughs> when he took his helmet off, I was like, "This is the guy that just ran ninety six yards." Club promoter. <laughs> like um, he was passing out bottles. Coaching got an F. I read that to you yeah. in the last segment, and then they do stock up, stock down, stock up. Durham Smythe, Jalen Ramsey, Jerome Baker. Plenty of guys had strong performances, but these guys stood out for various reasons. Smythe, career-best 35 receptions, career-best 366 yards this season, was solid on a night when Tungavailoa and Hill weren't at their best and Waddle was on the sideline. Ramsey, who wasn't defending Diggs on his 36-yard reception, did nice work on Diggs for the most part. Baker, making his first appearance since a four-game absence due to a knee injury, made some key plays, including one right before halftime. Unfortunately, Baker suffered the wrist injury that required surgery. So, yeah. Um, Stock down, according to Chris Perkins on the Sun Sentinel, Tua, Tyreek, and McDaniel. They were all bad. It might have been their worst combined performance as a trio, but it's only one game and it's not the end of the world. Their future remains bright. The organization and fan base hope that hope that includes Saturday's playoff game against Kansas City. Um, yeah, it, it was the, the frustrating part of Sunday night, and it's pretty clear there from Perk. Tua, Tyreek, Mike McDaniel all had bad performances in the game that you needed to have a great performance. That was the part that was kind of disappointing when people talk about the curse of the Tequesta. And, like, you've seen such great performances this season from all of those. There was a point this season where Mike McDaniel was talked about as potential coach of the year. There were many points during the season that Tua and Tyreek were talked about MVP candidates. All three of them had their worst game arguably, Sunday night when they needed a win. Frustrating. And and that's the that's where the great teams and the good teams separate themselves is on the crunch time, is on the big games, is on the, you know, division clinching games. And that's what Sunday was. But I, it all starts with McDaniel, and I think Tua feeds off of his play calling. And you know if you're pressing the ball, if you're going big, if you're trying to win, or if we're trying not to make a mistake. And I do believe that second half play calling was trying not to make, not to let Tua make a mistake other than go big. All right, we have a lead. Let's just keep the lead. No, let's go score 35. Let's not be happy with 14. Is, is there some validity to the case that, hey, you know what? Tyreek's not 100%. He's not having a great game. Jalen Waddle's not out there. Maybe we do need to protect Tua. Maybe, maybe we don't need to try to put 35 on the board. Maybe we just need to try and eke one out here some way, somehow, towards the end. It makes sense, but you knew what Buffalo was capable of because all they needed was one drive. You just said it, eight plays, 72 yard. That drive is what put the game away. There, you can have, jo- you can have uh, Josh Allen, three turnovers, four turnovers. 
Then he can go down and get you a 70-80-yard play. Like, that's what he does, a 70-80-yard drive. Rush for a third and 13, which made me so upset by everybody jumping out of his way, Cater Kohu, and a lot of other people in Cater Kohu jumping out of his way when he was running. But, like, stuff like that, he's going to do it. That's why a a, a, a tie, a three-point uh, – with the good teams, a three-point um, uh, deficit, a seven-point deficit is not big enough against those teams that have those great quarterbacks. It's not enough to be up by seven on Buffalo Bills. Well, it's over. We move on to Kansas City now. They gonna whoop their ass. Now you say that, and it's it they right because very nebulous the way that you just said that. Yep, they boy gonna they whip gonna, their ass. Yep, they gonna whoop their ass, boy. So you're predicting an ass whooping one way. <laughs> <laughs> A one-way ass whooping. <laughs> there you go. There's your blog post. Somebody's Crowder. losing, boy. One-way ass whooping. Somebody's Saturday losing, night. boy. <laughs> <laughs> tough. Uh, again, tough. Uh, Andy Reid's a heck of a coach. Yeah. But he can only coach the players who he has. So, you know, listen, it's, you know, Mike McDaniel, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here. Jalen Waddle's going to play Saturday night? Do we know, Solana? We don't know for sure. Because they have better Miami. Oh, Miami. Skill position players. Yes. Not a tight end. Mm -mm. Durham Smythe is good, but he's not Travis Kelsey. No, nowhere close. But they've got better receivers. If Tyreek and Jalen are out there and healthy, if Devon Achan, is Mostert going to be back? Do we have any idea? We don't know for sure, but the likelihood is – the expectation is Waddle and Mostert, by sitting out week 18, would be available. they would be available here. And McDaniel spoke about it in the postgame the other day where he said, we didn't know if had they tried to play through those injuries, what you know the setbacks could have been for the postseason. So they chose to sit them week 18 and hope that they'd be ready at least for week one and, and moving forward as well. Mostert, Jeff Wilson, A-Chan are better than Pacheco and Edward Tolaire. I think so. Waddle, flat out. They are, Waddle and Hill. They the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Yep. Like he's better than Pacheco and yep. Blair. Waddle and Tyreek are better than Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore and those guys. Like, there's better weapons there. Like, if you, go, if you go position to position, healthy, and that's the asterisk. Right. The Dolphins got him. Two was better than Mahomes. No, Jack. Oh, I thought we were. No, uh, no, I just we, thought we were just saying every. You were getting carried away there. Mm. You got carried away. <laughs> Chiefs have the fourth best passing defense. Sanders better than Butker. Huh? Huh? Close. Uh huh. You always go too far. <laughs> Chiefs have the fourth best passing defense this season, but they have the 18th best. Rushing defense this season. That's where the game's won. You're playing in a blizzard or whatever, five-degree weather. The game's run uh, won with Mostert hopefully back and Devon Chan, and you don't get away from the damn running game. because They're, they're a running team, Solana. I, I have no faith in five-degree weather against that Kansas but City defense. You, you do know Cheetah wants to have a big game in Kansas City against Kansas City, but maybe you do gadget plays, get the ball in his hands somehow. He, he said it at one point where he, when he joined the Dolphins, he said he can't wait to be back in Arrowhead throwing up the peace sign after having a monster game. He'll have his chance this Saturday. Everything he talked about, he'll have his chance on Saturday. But I, I can't imagine the Dolphins are going to come out, throw the ball 35, 40 times. And 
No reason to. Not only that, but in that weather. Even throw – you remember the play that iced the Dallas game, Tyreek with the little the little screen yeah. and then, yeah, stuff like that. Like that's what he's going to have to eat off of. That deep, going deep and double move stuff, it's not going to happen in that, in that type of weather. Uh, all right, 5 o'clock, Funky Buddha Happy Hour is coming up here from Hollywood Kia, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Jimmy, te quiero. Te quiero mucho. Hawk and Crowder. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.